There was something that was pulling me to connect with Kimberly as I saw her name come across my social media feed. You see, I haven't spoken to her in over 15 years. We all have those, dare I say, relationships with other people on social media. But this time, instead of liking or putting some emojis, I decided to stop and call her. And after chatting briefly, I knew that this was a conversation that I needed to continue here. So before we move forward, please be sure to rate, subscribe, and review the Gift to Shift podcast on whatever listening platform you're on right now. I have to say a big thank you for all the love and the support that you've shown towards me and this podcast. And I'm so grateful for the last few weeks and you being on this journey with me. So Kim is an actress, a voiceover artist, a host with experience in theater and television and commercial work, and she is the host of The Mighty High Show on the Impact Network. When we talked about her coming on the podcast, she wanted to discuss grief and how she has allowed the death of her mother to push her forward in life. And I found that particularly interesting because she is a young adult. But this conversation went really fast. And what I found was that when a parent passes away when you're young, you're an adult, not a child, but an adult, but you're a young adult. There are so many emotions about loss that you're unfamiliar with. And there's an expectation that your parents will be there for major life events. It was great talking with Kim and finding out what she did with all those emotions and how she was able to process the grief. And I have to tell you, I did not expect the conversation to go from grief to pure joy. So let's get to it. Tell me, where are you with that process of grief? You know, I'm still still moving with it. I'm still experiencing it. And it's interesting. I went to a conference a couple of years mm-hmm. ago and Dr. Caroline Leaf was there. And she mentioned how, you know, you don't just get over grief. Grief is not something you can get rid of, but it's something you manage. And that was profound for me because, you know, I had you know, learned about the different stages of grief when I first, when my mother first passed away. And then, you know, here I am four years later, some days I still wake up sad or angry. And it's like, what is, you know, where is this coming from? But now I understand it's something I manage. It's something that I'm constantly aware of. You know, it's mm-hmm. something I can't just get rid of, you know, but I can manage it and I can allow myself to go through the feelings and the emotions and then understand that, you know, I still have peace in the end. Her mm-hmm. life, I can still celebrate her life and everything that she stood for and how she raised my siblings and I. And even in those sad moments, I can still experience that and go through those emotions because I can share with someone else who's gone through what I've gone through and let them know it's okay. You can wake up tomorrow and continue on with your life and not lose the memory of your loved one, what they meant to you or, you know, what they stood for. And do you feel that that is now a new Kim? When you add that, right? Because you just said now I have learned to manage it. So from what I'm gathering, correct me if I'm wrong, is that Uh it has now become a part of who you are or is it something outside of you? It's a part of who I am. Mm-hmm. I remember some years ago, you know, just toying with the thought, oh my God, if my mom ever passed away, if my dad ever passed away, what would I do? You know, I, I would lose my mind. And, you know, we were, it was coming to those, those final stages, the last few days of her life. 
I was coming to terms with it, but it was like, I was also gaining this sense of strength, right? Like mm. she didn't, she knew that she was sick, she, you know, and she, but she didn't want us as her children to go crazy or mm-hmm. become so overcome with sadness that we couldn't function. We couldn't continue to work on our goals and the things that we expressed that we wanted to do. So that stuck with me. And it's like, this is happening, but I can't forget who I am and who God has created me to be and what he's given me to do. So essentially it was like, I guess like I gained some extra strength along with this loss. And now I'm moving forward in life with a different perspective, if that makes sense. Yeah, that does. I've had my share of grief and I believe that wholeheartedly that there is another force that comes forth and it gives you the ability to be able to persevere, but it also shows you on how deep your well is. Yes. How, as humans, just thinking that we can't handle most of the stuff that we can't. And we have and, no idea. And we have no idea. So when it's placed upon your lap and it's, it's something you have to carry or that you have your place in this situation, then you yeah. realize, oh my gosh, look at the depth of yeah. the wholeness of who I am as a person. Mm. And so did you feel like that gave you... You said that it was almost like the strength that you had. Where do yeah. you feel that that came from? Do you feel like it was, you know, something that came from your spirituality? Do you feel like that's something that you had, like, mentally strong? Like, where do you feel that came from? At first, I believe it came from God, you know, and mm-hmm. I think it's always been in me, something he's always put in me. But I believe that he equipped me for that time. And even now, you know, to move on, I think he, he was able to just kind of jump in there and provide me with that extra strength I needed. I also think there was some experiences that I was dealing with in my life. I was just finishing up a really stressful work position in New York City. Love the job, love the company, but the workload was very stressful. And this was literally leading up, months leading up to my mom passing away. And I mean, I had projects on top of projects. I was, you know, I had certain demands and things that were, I was responsible for. And it was like, this is crazy, you know, and in fast paced New York, you know, trying to keep up. Sure. And I remember when I had to leave for some time, I felt stressed leaving the job. I know I needed to get a break, but it's like, as soon as I left position for a short time, I had to care for my mom. And as things were happening, it was almost like I've been here before. So it was almost like that you know, being in New York, having this, you know, these responsibilities and this, this role at work, it was almost like it was preparing me in mm-hmm. a way for, okay, I'm getting ready to face my mom being ill for like the first time in her life and talking with doctors and making decisions on the fly and mm-hmm. the weight of dealing with not knowing what's going to happen, but I have to step up as a leader, you know, along with my siblings and make decisions. So it was like life was preparing me in a sense, because even after I came out on the other side of her passing, I'm like, whoa, it was like I was prepared for in a sense, you know what I mean? And not saying that I was superwoman, but I just, I gained this extra strength through my life experiences to handle that. You know, I'm so happy that you said that at first it seemed like it was all God which it all is, right? I mean, at the end of the day, it all is. But that you can be, what I find so refreshing is that you become so aware Mm. of that piece of it, which is life has always been preparing me for this, right? Because I think that when you're in the midst of it all, it's like, I can't deal with this. I don't know what's going to happen. You know, this is so overwhelming for me. There's so much going on. But that you also acknowledge the fact that life 
that position in that town in New York City in that role has also prepared you for difficult situations. And so the tools that you've gained in that part of your life, obviously, the experience of losing your mom is so devastating. But for you to be able to be that aware that situation that you had prior has helped you Mm. so much in your life to be able to deal with a situation like that, that we can essentially pull from things and experiences. They don't have to be the same, right? Would you agree? They don't, it's not like you've had to have lost another family member or parent in order to experience what it needs to be able to deal with it. Yeah. And look outside of that experience and say, what other experience in my life has prepared me to be able to deal with some of the things that I'm going through right now? I think that's so important. And I think that's why even at this age that I'm at in life right now, I'm starting to realize that more and more, if we could just look at things from a different lens, any situation in our lives, whether it's relational within our families, at work, in our own personal goals, you know, in the grocery store with a stranger, if we can look at, most times it's negative situations or any situation and pull from it the lessons, mm. we would learn so much about ourselves. We would take moments to grow, you know, and take in those little nuggets. But if we're always looking at things as negative or why did that have to happen? Why me? Or this mm. always happens, you know, those types of things that we sometimes tell ourselves, we're missing something. We're missing a lesson. We're missing a chance to grow. We're missing a chance to even see deep within ourselves that we have the strength, we have the know-how, and we can learn from these, these situations in our lives. You know, all the times that, you know, I was a coach and train and, and mentor women in business for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. 18 years. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you are absolutely right when it comes down to perspective. It's a shift in the way that you think and how you process the information, that allows you, it's not how you carry, it's not what you carry, it's how you carry it. Mm. Lena Horne has a great quote, my girlfriend on what the quote podcast (laughs) just had that and I so remember it now. It's not, (laughs) I'm misquoting it, but essentially it's not what you're carrying, it's how you are carrying it, right? Because Mm -hmm. we each have our own load to carry. And so if the perspective is shifted, and that's why I did this podcast, because it's so clear to me that mm-hmm. we in where we're at right now within our country and the state of our world, yeah. it can become so polarizing that if you cannot shift your perspective to be able to see another way, another avenue, another, another mentality, that we're going to be stuck in something that should be really simple for us to get over. Like, you know, if we're all on the same, if we're all for the same thing, humanity, if we're all for taking care of each other, you know, that's a tool to be able to do that. Would you say that it's a tool to be able to shift? Or do you think that that it's just something that just comes about? Is it like something that you learn as a kid? Were you in sports? Were you doing something that allowed you to push through and to, you know, because people are like, well, people Mm -hmm. who are in sports, you know, people who have had this upbringing or they lived here or they did that or they have both parents, you know, what? What do you think added to that openness? Because oftentimes it's openness to even have the conversation about shifting, about perspective. People are so stuck bent on what it is that they believe. Yeah. Right? You've seen this, I'm sure, Sure. within your friends and your circle. um, Sure. People thinking about different, you know, from a political perspective, from whatever else, from a race perspective, you know, people are just really focused on one thing and they're not willing to pivot. So- Mm. Where do you think that comes from? 
That's a great question. I think everyone at some stage in their lives comes to this point or has this experience that is calling them to ding, just, just look at it from their perspective or from this perspective. And we have a choice whether or not we'll be open to that. I mean, I think, I don't know how young, but maybe from a young age, all the way to those who are much older and mature than us, you know, that may be set in their ways. Well, we'll all have a moment in our lives that will call us to think differently, see what's happening from someone else's perspective or, or try it a different way. And we have a choice on whether or not we'll be open to that. And I think sometimes many of us may go through these cycles and seasons of repeating the same type of situations or when I, like I said earlier, oh, oh, this always happens to me or or, why do I always find myself in this situation? And perhaps it's that life lesson that's saying, hey, Kim, perhaps you need to shift your thinking or perhaps you need to try it this way or perhaps you need to take down your guard, Hmm. shake the fear and just listen, Hmm. right? Just hear that that other perspective or, or see this other way. You don't have to agree just yet, but just be open to seeing it. And I think that's the first step and perhaps changing one's mindset or being open to change in, in any form. And I agree with you when you say that. I also do think that in mm-hmm. addition to that, there is a hearing, which is different than a listening. And so, mm. yeah, right? We can o- oftentimes hear like, oh, I don't think that's a good idea, but do we listen, you know? And so we can get to a place and oftentimes, you know, doing coaching and supporting women Mm -hmm. predominantly in being entrepreneurs and the emotional and the mental shifting that needs to happen there. Right. That there is a part of you that has to be willing to even listen. Yeah. Yeah right? Or to even hear and then listen and then act upon. So people are like, action creates motivation. if, If I just get myself into action, then I can do this, I can do that, or I can shift, I can pivot. If I go and I get into a you know, massive exercise program, then, you know, <laughs> everything will be fixed. Or, you know, right. I, I mean, I'm deviating off of just a bit, but I just want it to be very clear that what I hear you saying is that there needs to be a willingness. I'm not sure there are many people who are willing to do that. You know, they're, they're You're right. So what's your experience with that whole willingness part of doing things that are uncomfortable or listening or going into situations that are uncomfortable, like the death of a parent and being willing to look at it differently? Yeah, I think sometimes individuals or people are so afraid of being hurt again Mm, or are, you know, have have come from maybe this bloodline or this similar mentality or mindset through family or friends that it has to be this way. Right. Because remember when, or because it always happens like this and because we're so stuck in our past or Mm. all we know, it's too frightening to move away from that. Or we couldn't see any other way because this is how it's always been. So I think sometimes if we don't have the skills and tools to heal from our past or learn from our past or be open to a new way, we can be so stuck like I said, wrapped up in fear or one particular mindset of this is how it is because we haven't healed or we haven't even taken the time to say, you know, why is that? Why do we do that? Why do we think like that? Or why have we continued to repeat that cycle? So I think it's those missing tools to kind of learn from our past. A lot of my friends and family will tell you that I am an old soul. And since I was a little girl... I was like, wow, you know, we're going to be talking about this today. (laughs) Good, juicy stuff. Taking it deep. Let's go. You know, I found myself quite often 
gleaning from and sitting underneath. And I was raised in Pentecostal church. So I would sit with the mothers of the church or Mm. with my grandmother, Mm -hmm. or even if we, you know, my, my mom and dad had a lot of, lot of friends, you know, so we, and they were, a lot of them were older. So I would, you know, take time to sit with them and just listen and learn. And I think for me, I've always been intuitive and I've always been curious. So I think for me at a young age, you know, listening and learning things. And as I've gotten older, you know, loving to read and just learn new things. I think I just start to put two and two together and having this openness within myself to learn more and want to do better as a person. I think it starts to open those doors and I start, God starts to answer certain questions that I've had. And then I have, again, a choice to make about whether or not I'll be open, whether or not I want to, you know, act differently or make a different choice or go a different way for good, for better. So I think for me that those, those times spent, um, gave me like an inside view of, of what, you know, that generation was going through back then. That's right. And then, you know, how they viewed, you know, my generation, mm-hmm. the generation to come, but now I'm kind of like in between, like I have, I'm in, mm. you know, where I am now, I can, I've drawn from them. And now I see, you know, my cousins and those that are younger than me, I can see where their generation is headed. And now it's like, okay, wow, everything's kind of coming together. So that's given me an interesting position in life to kind of marry the two and maybe at some point be able to speak on or help or share to maybe bring the generations together or help one, you know, learn from the other. You know, I can kind of be that cool middle woman, if you will. Of course, of course. Yeah. And I've been thinking about that quite a bit. I um, recently heard of another, I would say, I would call her a mentor that I met when I was in Boston and she passed away recently. And I had been meaning for a few months now to call her and her husband mm. to catch up. And I said, man, I did it. I, I dropped the ball on that. You know, I didn't yeah. check in just to say, hey. And I just started thinking about the many conversations I had with them that was so uplifting, so encouraging, and just so practical, if you will. You know, them just sharing stories about, you know, their lives as a young couple and things that they did and how God blessed them to, you know, stay strong and be successful. And I I remember those stories. So for me, it was just that reminder, I've got to start making a point to call, to check in, to hear someone's voice, right? To hear their stories, to hear their him, hear them share memories, you right. know. And I and I'm and I'm directing that towards, you know, my elders, but with anyone really. My hope is that in this mm-hmm. time of stillness, yeah. um, that we have, semi-stillness, mm-hmm. that we can really go deep and really figure out what's important. It's so funny you say that as you're speaking on those things, I'm like, oh my God, the generation now is moving so fast. Everything is quick, fast, social media, you mm-hmm. know, you your stories, you can watch things in less than 30 seconds. And, but if we would find the time and, and realize how important it is for us to preserve those right. face-to-face moments or for those phone calls or just the like, in that stillness, just to have a nice conversation, right? To glean from and learn from, we have to remember that's so important and we cannot lose that. Yeah. And in those times is where you find peace that for me, you know, I lost my goddaughter and those are the times I feel her the most, Yeah, you know, and, and so it's important to be able to know that our connection to our ancestors and our, the generations that come before us are in those still moments, Mm -hmm. right? It's in that time of just tranquility and just gathering everything that we've learned Like you said in the beginning of the call, like I have assimilated this grief in a way is now who I am, which makes me so much more full. Or for me, from my experience with my goddaughter, makes me so much more intentional about things. It makes me so much 
unfocused or, you know, not listening to the other stuff outside of that mm-hmm. and just kind of going within and saying, this is the direction that I need to move. It mm. has created more courage in my spirit mm. because of that relationship. And she's no longer here, but it's so important to be able to identify that in the midst of the grief, that yeah. there's also a place of healing and joy and that's okay. That is okay. You're right. I don't, I can't tell you how many times I have in my own quiet time in the car, at home, at my desk, at work, I'll hear my mom's laugh or her voice. Mm. And there are moments that I'm having a challenging moment where I'm like freaking out or, you know, maybe even close to giving up on, Mm. you know, a goal or something. And I just remember those things she used to say to me, you know, be you, you know what I mean? God made you for a specific purpose. Keep striving for what you want to do. It's going to come, you know, work hard. And it's like, immediately I perk up. And she didn't have to be there with me in the room, but essentially she is. And th- those memories are so strong. And what she told me stays with me. And it just means so much. But I, when I can settle myself mm-hmm. and be open to that, it's those, remi- it's those reminders that just keeps me going, keeps me strong. Right. The ability to be able to be aware and to be mm-hmm. willing to be aware and then to be able yeah. to sit with the feeling, right? Yeah. Because once you're in the feeling, you're in the feelings. And then it sometimes it feels like a wave or look at all of that and just yeah. say, this is part of who I am. Mm. And part of who I am is me learning to be okay with it all. And that's true self-growth. Mm-hmm. That is a part of it. You know what I mean? You can sit with that and be okay and be aware of it. No, you have some things to work on or, you know, but when you're aware of that and it's okay, mm-hmm. to me, that's, that's a sign of self-growth and maturity because you're super aware. That's right. And where do you find your joy in like your daily activity? Like take us to a place that you find the most joy. Could it be exercise or where is that? Where do you find your well of strength from? And now I will say this. I really do believe God has given me a gift of joy, if that makes sense. I just feel like he's naturally made me a joyful person. It doesn't mean I'm like happy all the time and never sad, but I really believe he's given me a gift of joy. And I'm a people person. So I really enjoy meeting new people, you know, when I'm at work, just conversing with other people, hearing about what's going on in their lives, learning from them. You know, people are, have so many awesome hobbies and things that I never knew of or never dug too much deeper into to learn more about. And so for me, I just enjoy just talking with people and learning from them. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, just remaining grateful, you know, I'm still, you know, getting on my feet here in Atlanta, trying, trying to, you know, feel my way around, learn, learn the state, learn the city. But it's like, you know what, I've come a long way in the past couple of years. You know, I've gained, I've gained a lot more knowledge. I've gained a lot more things, you know, and I'm growing. And you know what, that makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. I'm not in the same place I was in last year, last month. Mm-hmm. And so for me, if I can keep that perspective of just, I've come a long way, I've made it through, my mom passed away, but I'm still here and I'm okay. Mm. Like that gives me joy too. Cause I know tomorrow, I don't know what it holds, but it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. So I think for me that, and even now it just, it's lighting me up. Cause I'm like, yes, yeah, like I when I think back, it, yeah. it, it just, it's like, you know, everything is going to be okay. Everything is always okay. Yeah. And it, you, you know, you're right. It, everything is going to be okay. And your gift of joy that you feel, like you said, I feel like God has given me that gift 
That's such a huge acknowledgement because that is the talk of a server. That's a talk of a servant, I should say. You know, someone who serves that to other people and that can connect. And maybe that's what I was drawn to when you popped up in my social media, even though we (laughs) hadn't spoken in 15 years. Yeah. I said, I just have to call her. And you're probably like, what? We, you know, (laughs) it's nice to see you on LinkedIn, but, but there was really something about you that I just thought, oh my gosh, I just really need to connect with her. And I love what you said about gratitude, you know, the ability to be able to be grateful in the midst of it all. They say you can really, really read any book. And it will say that when you're focused on gratitude, and when you're focused on what you're grateful for, it shifts everything. So gratitude is a huge, huge tool. And so before we come to an end, I do want to find out what are you doing now? What are you excited about? I have the nuggets here. I'll share them in, in your show notes. But if people want to get yeah. you know, in contact with you, tell me more about that because I love yes. that piece of it. <laughs> I'm super excited. So I'm still acting and working on building my host platform. Hopefully we'll be hosting some events in Atlanta as things pick up and as uh, the coronavirus kind of, you know, moves along and we get some understanding on how we can heal from that. On my social media, I had been doing some inspirational videos that I paused for a short time, but we'll be starting up again. But I just go through my day and I, these topics come to mind and I want to just start the conversation. I want to hear from you. I want to hear from others on what do you think about this, you know, on gratitude or rejection and let's talk about it. And I just, in the past, when I have done those videos, I've noticed, you know, when I go down in the comments, it just, that conversation is rolling and people are throwing this out there and that out there. And it's like, wow, I never thought of that. Or someone will comment, Hey, I needed to hear that. And that just excites me. Cause I think, we're missing a lot of those good deep conversations where we just talk. We just get it out there. We pose the question and we hear from others. And then someone gets the answer they weren't expecting or they say, oh, that's just what I needed to hear. That's right. And that's how the shift happens. That's the yeah. gift in it. The gift to shift. Yeah. In listening and hearing the perspective of others to maybe say, hey, I never thought about it that way. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Maybe I can look at it that way. I believe that in the midst of this new age of phones and technology, that Uh we are more isolated and we have less conversations. And that's why, you know, for me, podcast was the way to go because it essentially was a conversation that I was having. And I wanted to make sure that you and I saw each other and that we spoke about something that was particularly important for you. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that you brought your mother into this conversation. Me too. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for that. It just keeps her on my mind and it keeps her, just a lot of the things that she said, it just keeps them alive. That's right. Because she was all about joy and living your best life too. Well, she definitely is living through you. I can see that and hear that. And I so appreciate your honesty and your openness to talk about a very tough subject. Mm -hmm. And um, I thank you so much. Joy is a choice. And as I see it, it's a part of the revolution. Thank you so much to Kimberly. I had such a great time talking with her. You know, healing starts with an intention, with making a choice. In our community, in our hearts, in our life, in our country, in our world, it has to start by intending it to be so. And so we are always at choice. Always. It's really our superpower. 
And so we have an option to shift, to rotate, to pivot, to change. And really this podcast is about including that to be a part of your life on a daily basis. So I hope you were able to gather some good energy from this podcast. Maybe share it with somebody who's had a similar experience. So go to thegifttoshift.com to schedule your coaching session with me and work with me. Thank you so much for listening. Please share and subscribe. And as always, I'll talk to you next week. Thank you.